Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining me for Quantum Wellbeing. I'm so happy you're here tonight. Thanks for being patient. We had a little technical snafu. What is quantum well-being, which was previously, we're not even going to talk about what that name was, right? That's why we changed it. So quantum well-being, we cover quantum health, quantum well-being, quantum lifestyle. It's a big umbrella. And I love that because there's so many places we can go. And tonight we're going to discuss hospital care, navigating the healthcare system. So for those of you who don't know me, I'm Nori. If you're new to me, I've been a registered nurse for 30 years. I'm a double certified law of attraction life coach, certified hypnotherapist. I am a healer. I'm a Reiki master, and I am a practitioner of the Silver's Healing Modality. So that's a little bit about me. But if you are new here, or if you haven't yet, please subscribe to this station broadcast team alpha and if you want to know when our shows are coming up because sometimes we do some spontaneous ones click the bell and you'll receive notifications i see you guys in the chat room thank you so much for being here if you have questions put your questions in big capital letters so i can see it so tonight we're discussing we're discussing hospital care, navigating the healthcare system. And I'm so glad you're here for this content, whether you're here live with me or you're here on the replay. Please click the like button if you like it. This is one of those times when information is so powerful. By the end of this quick show, you'll know how to stay steady how to create the experience you desire in the healthcare system. I know, I know, that sounds like a big pipe dream, right? But it isn't. You will know how to create the, the, the desired outcome that you want for the healthcare system when you're in the hospital or when someone you love is in the hospital. You'll be clear on how to get the care that you desire, how to have good relationships with medical staff, and how to get all the information you want and need for you or for your loved one's optimal care, right? So many times, and I know as a nurse, um, you get busy and you don't really give people all of the information uh, that they want. And truly, the thing that I've learned from my heart of hearts, from 30 years of being with patients, is that people really want the truth. Whether it's good, whether it's bad, people want the truth. The information I'm going to present tonight is based on my 30 years as an RN, my coaching my life, um, excuse me, my law of attraction, life coaching. And, you know, law of attraction says that which we focus on, we get more of. Therefore, I'm not going to bash the healthcare system. Could I find reason to bash the healthcare system? There's no doubt in my mind. But you know what? That's not the energy we want to create with. It's not good energy. And if we choose to heal, if we choose to thrive, even if we have to go or our loved one has to go into the hospital, the way we think and the words we say are the energy that we create with. Let me say that again. The way we think and the words we say are the energy we create with. What we think and say are critical to creating our well-being. So let's talk about getting into the hospital, whether it's you or a loved one or a friend. 
oftentimes people end up in the hospital through the emergency department. Not optimal, right? So let's talk about admission through the emergency department. If you or a loved one goes into the hospital and you don't go by ambulance, what you say to the nurse that you first see, so somebody's going to check you in, they're going to probably maybe check your insurance. They're not even doing that right away now. They're waiting until you get back into the room and then somebody comes in with a portable machine and checks your insurance or if you don't have it. The, the thing that you say to the first nurse that you see is really, really important. She's going to be the nurse that's going to take your vital signs. She's going to assess you Right. And as a nurse, I'm telling you, we we watch you come in because we get that first snapshot of you. And that tells us everything about you. I mean, even if you don't use words, we kind of have it all summed up. Could we be wrong? Yeah. Some people look great when they're dying, but not mostly. So lead with your biggest problem. Try to be really clear. Try to be really succinct. This is when the nurse determines how serious your problem is and where you're going to be in the lineup to be seen. Don't embellish it. Don't do drama, right? ER nurses have seen and heard it all. So just be clear, be honest, and lead with the problem. For example, if you have chest pain, don't say, well, I was doing dishes and my stomach hurt and then my daughter wanted dinner and then I was nauseous and then I noticed my chest hurt, right? Do you see, I mean, that that like puts chest pain at the very end where it should be up front. So when you say to a nurse or even the per person chest checking you in, chest pain, you're going to go to the front of the line. Don't say chest pain if you don't have it, though. The nurse, when you say chest pain, the nurse will start asking you qualifying questions that will lead you to telling them what happened. So let's say it's stomach pain. Say, I have stomach pain that won't go away. Be really clear. I threw up 16 times or whatever it is. So let's say you fell. Just Five notice the difference that you between these two explanations of what happened. I fell going up the stairs and I did or did not lose consciousness. I passed out and then I fell. This clarity is critical and will help you get the care that you need in the fastest amount of time. If you tripped going up the stairs, which I don't know about you guys, but I do that. I do that more than I really want to admit that I do that. But if you passed out, and then you fell, that's a whole different picture and it's more emergent and it will get you seen quicker. Don't say it unless you have it, right? ER nurses have seen it, they've heard it all. So embellishing or adding to the story is not really in your best interest. Please know that when you're waiting in the waiting room, patients really, really, really are seen according to the dangerousness if you will, of the illness, of their illness. The patients that are in the most danger are seen first. And I mean, truly, don't you want it to be that way, right? If your child has something lodged in its throat, you want your child to go first, right? This over the, over the broken ankle or the sprained knee or the chest cold, right? 
So try to be patient, even if the wait is long. And just know that if your condition changes, suddenly the pain is worse, tell the nurse. Tell the nurse immediately. Tell the triage nurse. If you throw up on the person next to you, they'll probably know, but tell the nurse also, because these are symptoms that are escalating that warrant you being seen quicker. When you're in the waiting room, don't eat or drink anything. It could interfere with testing. Your wait may be longer, right? You may get called back and put in a room and your wait time may be longer if traumas are coming in via ambulance, if they're coming in through ambulances, right? If there's a multi-car crash, those those are going to be bumped in front of you. Now, if you have chest pain, you're you're in, you know, you're in a special room being taken care of, right? If you are equally as serious as those traumas coming in, you're definitely going to be taken care of. But you know, if you've got the flu, if you've got a broken ankle, you truly, truly, you're you're going to wait. So what do you do while you're waiting? The best thing to do is try to rest, try to breathe, and try to think good thoughts. I know it's hard. When you get taken back to see the doctor or the physician's assistant, be prepared to tell your story again. Be clear be honest, lead with the worst problem that you have. But this is the time where you're going to have the opportunity to add additional information. You're going to be able to talk in depth about your health history, about your current medications, right? And those things that you want them to know, right? I have PTSD doctor. And when I get really, really stressed in the hospital situation, I freak out, right? That's a good thing for them to know. Tell the truth about any marijuana products that you use, any recreational drugs, and any alcohol, especially if you have them on board. The healthcare system isn't there to tell on you. They don't care. I mean, we've seen it all. I promise you, we've seen it all. So if you have any of that on board, we need to know, right? The nurse and the doctors need to know so they can make sure that you are not given anything that could make what you already have on board worse for you, okay? You're not going to be judged, I promise you. So depending, depending on your reason for being in the ER, Testing will likely be done. You're going to receive an IV, right? You'll probably receive IV fluids or medication. And just know this, and I'm, I'm sorry that this is the way that it is, but it is the way that it is. If you're in pain, you may not receive pain medication before you go to CAT scan or X-ray or MRI. I know it's not optimal but things have happened in the healthcare arena, you know, drug seeking, things like that, that it's forced the hand of the caregivers to have a diagnostic reason to truly give pain medication. Now, if you come in and your blood pressure is like off the charts and you have a, a migraine that you can't see with, you're probably going to get pain medication quick. So you're going to get an IV. Be nice to the IV nurse. You want them to be relaxed so they can do their best work. When I have to go to the emergency room or if I have to get blood drawn, I never tell them I'm a nurse because 
I promise you, nurses, if they know they're working on a nurse, they're going to miss the vein. They could be the best person at putting IVs in, but there's just this tension about it. You know, there's this expectation about it. And inevitably, they will miss your, my vein. They will miss my vein. So be nice to them. And you know what? Being nice is good energy for you. And that's paving the way for what comes next. You may have heard that with law of attraction, I said it before, what you focus on, you receive more of. And I know it's a difficult time for you when you or your loved one is in the hospital, but try to place your thoughts on something good. Think about your dog, your kids or your grandchildren, if they make you happy, right? Happy places or imagine yourself getting better. And personally, when I was really scared and in the, in the emergency room, I would pray for people. Right. I would I would think good thoughts for other people because that pulled me out of myself and it was high energy thoughts. And then that paved the way for my care turning out good. Imagine your pain becoming less and less. Imagine your symptoms becoming less and less. See yourself at home. See yourself well. See yourself happy. I know it takes a great deal of focus to do this, but it's so beneficial because it helps you to become calm, to become comfortable, and certainly it will help you be more patient. And I promise the medical team will feel your energy. They will feel your higher energy and your relationships right, for your hospital care are going to start out on a really great foot, which is going to lead to great outcomes for you. I just want to check the chat room. Yeah, if you think you're having a heart attack, um, it would be great to take an aspirin, right, to take an aspirin and call 911. It's better to call 911 than to get in the car and drive yourself or even have somebody drive you. That's really better. So, so this is a good time to talk about relationships. Whoops. Sorry, guys. My slides just went away. So my mother always told me, you get more of what you want with honey rather than with vinegar. And law of attraction style, this is true too. Lay the groundwork for a trusting relationship between you and the medical team. I know sometimes nurses are grumpy, and I promise you ER nurses are historically grumpy. You're welcome. Um, but we're all healers. The nurses and the doctors are healers. And when they feel somebody who's genuine, right, even if you're in pain and even if you're freaking out, right, they, you're going to get a pass. You're not going to be judged because you're in pain. But being nice, even though you're in pain, lays the groundwork for a great relationship with your medical team. So be as kind as you can be. And by all means, express your pain level, express your fear, your concerns, but try to be respectful. This will pave the way for your hospital care to go really, really well. You fell asleep in the MRI. That's crazy. It's so noisy in the MRI, Lynn. That's funny. So if you get admitted to the unit, right? So now you're in the emergency room and now they're going to admit you to the unit. The emergency room nurse is going to tell the unit nurse all about you. 
when they say favorable things, this paves the way for focused and good care most of the time. I have an exception. There are times when you may not get a great nurse or a great nursing assistant or even a great doctor, and I'm going to talk about this later. And don't worry if you freak out or lose it because you're scared or you're in unbearable pain. They will not judge you harshly. The medical team can tell when you're true. And at the end of the day, they're all healers and they do want what's best for you. Pure honey is the essence of the creator for human. Okay, great. Thanks, Marius. Um, let's see. I thought it was a question. So now you're going to be asked to sign papers for your treatment and your acknowledgement of HIPAA rules. HIPAA rules are rules that protect you. They protect the patient. You have the right to be informed about every aspect of your care. Ask if you don't understand something, but be, be reasonable, right? If the team is in the middle of saving your life, let them be focused on what they're doing and ask questions that require more discussion later. So let's say you get um, up into the unit. The nurse is going to do an assessment on you. And once again, you're going to be asked all of the questions that you were asked in the ER. And I'm sorry for that. I'm so sorry for that. But it's really good because when three people have asked you all these questions, they're not going to miss anything. Be clear, be accurate, tell them about your medication, answer honestly, and don't be inhibited to talk about marijuana products, drugs, or alcohol. Telling the truth helps the medical team take really good care of you. Visitors will be able to see you after the nurse is done getting you admitted and settled. Ask your visitors to also be kind and respectful. I promise you, it will go a long way. Law of attraction style, if you bring anger or if they bring anger or resentment or impatience into the energetic mix, you're going to draw more of the same of that. And I promise you, I did that. And I'm going to tell you about it. And it's hard to stop that train once it gets going. So acting out of kindness and respect will pave the way for great things and optimal outcomes to go for you. So I was a little cranky, right? I was in the hospital for stomach stuff. And it was a perfect storm. I didn't know that the nurse was a traveling nurse. Now, I love traveling nurse. I was a traveling nurse. But this just happened to be a bad apple. I asked her for nausea medication, and she would not give it to me. She was rude. She was smart, you know, smart alecky. So I waited. I hit the bell again. I asked the person who answered the phone for nausea medicine. Nobody came. I got out of bed. I went to the door, and here comes a very big woman that is my nurse. She's hovering over me and she's saying, oh, so you want pain? No, you want you want uh, nausea medication? Did you go to the bathroom? I know, it was horrible, right? So it was just all out of control. I got back into bed. She scared the hell out of me. 
I felt vulnerable. I felt frightened. And I'm like, how am I going to turn this around? So I calmed myself. I breathed. And then I got on the phone. And I asked to speak to the charge nurse, right? I called the operator and I asked to speak to the charge nurse. So here's the hierarchy when things don't go well. Charge nurse. If the charge nurse is the person who you're not agreeing with, then you're going to call the house supervisor, right? The charge nurse is in charge of your unit. The house supervisor is in charge of all of the nurses in all of the units. If that doesn't go well, or before you call the house supervisor, if the hospital has a patient advocate, you can call a patient advocate. They're, they're fabulous. And they're usually not there at night, but they're great. If things don't go well with the house supervisor, and they should, I promise you they should, you can call the case manager. They do usually have one on at night. And then if things just are really escalated and not going well at all, you can call risk management. That's, that's, that's a thing. That's a thing though, right? Truly it's better. You know, if now there was no way I could work this out with this nurse, there's no way, right? She was inappropriate. She was unprofessional and I was scared for my safety. So it was appropriate for me to call the house supervisor I called the charge nurse, charge nurse called the house supervisor. I got a new nurse. She was fabulous. Everybody was wonderful during my stay. I got my nausea medicine and I ended up having a galactic experience that I'll tell some other time um, that, that actually was very healing. So when you're trying to gather information, just think Timing is everything. If the nurse is running in to give you medication, that's probably not the optimal time to ask for a lot of information. But you could say something like, hey, I'd like a lot of information. I'd like to know about this. I want to know my labs. I want to know this result. I want to know that result. Can you come talk with me when you have time? Kindness and respect goes a long way. And I promise you, you'll get it back, right? You'll get it back in return. Um, all right. Let me see. I have a question here. Hi, Nori. My so experienced medical system in crisis, significant other, um, when he went in cardiac cath, five attempts with IV needles, wrong oral medicine to help overcome distress, they caused and then changed it, but subdose. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know. That happens. That happens. And I'm so sorry that that happened. But there too, I imagine you weren't there to advocate for your significant other. So they were kind of on their own, which is, you know, it's tough. It's tough. But I'm hoping that some of the, the things that I'm offering you tonight, if you go in as a patient, you'll remember some of the things that I mentioned, and that may help pave the way for better things, for better energy to flow for you. How to handle emergency room anxiety. That's a tough one, right? Right? Well, definitely tell the nurse, if you're the patient, you know, that's that's triaging you, that you have really wicked anxiety. 
and you, you know you may need a bag to breathe in if you're hyperventilating and also i know anxiety is so overwhelming it is so it is so devastating when it escalates to such a huge degree but anything that you can grab onto any little glimmer of something other than the emergency room that you can think of hold that thought for a minute God, I, I want a vanilla milkshake. That that might pull me out of anxiety, right? What do you love? What do you love? One little thought of something else, right? To break the momentum of the anxiety. Let's see. Um, yeah, okay, great. Good questions, guys. Um, all right. So let's talk about when you're getting discharged, right? Discharge takes a long time. The doctor's gonna come in in the morning and say, hey, you get to go home, right? So you're ready to put your clothes on, but discharge really, there's a lot of moving pieces to the discharge. So patience is a virtue, right? You might as well order lunch. Multiple doctors need to sign off on your discharge. Discharge summaries need to be entered into the computer system. But once they bring all the paperwork to you, here's some things to remember to ask about. Ask about new medications. Ask about any medications that were changed while you were in the hospital, because that affects how you take your medications at home. Ask about your follow-up appointments. Did they make them? Do you make them? Who's gonna make them? And by all means, as soon as you get home, Make an appointment with your primary care doctor and make an appointment with any of the physicians that you've been referred to. Your opinion on how realistic medical dramas are on TV. Oh, well, <laughs> I got to tell you, you know, they're a little over dramatized. Um, um, but I've got to tell you on a full moon, it could be like that. It really could. I mean, I've seen when things were so surrealistic that it seemed like a dramatization, but it was really, really real. So, all right. All right. Now, if you're being discharged, you or your loved one, are you having home health come to your home? If you are, write down the name of the home health company. This is the biggest thing that falls between the cracks. You go home, it's Saturday, you don't hear from anybody, it's Sunday, and you don't see which home health company is on your discharge summary, and you're just lost, right? And then trying to call back through the hospital system is like a maze to get to somebody. Ask who the home health company is. If it's a weekend, ask them when you can expect to hear from the home health company. Usually, the home health company always has somebody on call, so call them. Also, if you're having equipment delivered to your house, a wheelchair, a walker, um, a, a shower chair, oxygen, ask what, what the company is, the name of the company that's delivering your equipment, and ask when it's going to be delivered. Make sure you have the phone number and call them if you have any concerns. When you're home, you'll receive a follow-up call from a case manager, and they're going to want to know about how your hospital stay was. Tell them everything that was great. 
tell them what was bad, but only if it was truly bad. Okay, not just an annoyance. The if phone number and you're call going home too soon, which happens a fair amount of time, ask to see the case manager and say to them, I think I'm not safe to go home. I'm not stable on my feet. I need physical therapy at home and I live alone, <laughs> right? That would be an unsafe discharge. But those words, I think I'm unsafe to go home, will get their attention, okay? And, and that will help you. That will help you. Now, if you visit someone in the intensive care unit, this is, this is a pretty, you know, scary place, okay? Especially if your loved one is really, really sick or really, really broken or really, really injured, okay? So brace yourself. When the nurse comes to take you back to see your loved one, ask, how, how is they? How are they? How is they? How is he? How is she? How are they? What equipment will I see when I get in there? What should I expect? And a nurse will help paint a picture of what you're going to see so it's not going to be so scary. There's a ton of machines in the ICU. Um, there's uh, many IV pumps. There's other invasive equipment. Your, your loved one may be intubated and on the ventilator. And usually if they are, they're put into a chemical coma. They're usually on pain medication and put into a chemical coma. But no, 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 no coma, brain dead, dying, hearing is still working. Hearing is still working. So say beautiful, loving, um, um, encouraging things to your loved one. It will help them heal, I promise you. Any questions, you guys? Any questions? So I don't want to put everything on you, on the patient, on your loved one, right? Oh, sure, I've got to go in and be nice, or I've got to go in and be kind, and I've got to go in and be patient. And, and I know that I'm asking a lot, but as a law of attraction life coach, I promise you, that effort that you put forth, I know, I mean, I have been in the worst pain. I have been throwing up. I've had my heart rate and my blood pressure off the charts and I wasn't rude. Okay. Could I be really nice? Could I be sweet? Not necessarily. Right? <laughs> Not necessarily. I feel like my heart's going to blow up. Can somebody help me here, please? Right. Right. So I don't want to put it all on you, but I want to tell you, that the thoughts that you think and the words that you say are so incredibly powerful and they're going to pave the way for what happens when you're in the hospital. And I promise you, when you begin to think above the illness, think above what's going on in your body, epigenetics, that's where you begin to heal. Step out, right? Step out of the, the room and the noise and the nurse and the machine. Step out of that for a minute and go to that place in your mind where you can begin to heal yourself. I feel like I've been run over by a truck. What can I think in this moment that's better than that? I think that I feel really bad 
but I can heal from this. That's a better thought to think, okay? That's going to lead you into the direction of healing. I feel like I'm dying. I can't stop throwing up. What can I think instead of thinking that? I'm in a good place. They're taking care of me. I've got nausea medication coming. I can heal from this. The power of your thoughts are more powerful than any medication, than any machine. I promise you. I promise you. But co-creating with the medication and the machine, your good thoughts, the medication, the machines, the interventions, that is the recipe for optimal outcome. That is the recipe for you going home quickly, safely, and being healthy and healing quickly. Thanks for being here, you guys. I hope this was helpful. If you have any questions, please feel free to leave them in the comments. Come back next Friday. I'm going to have an incredible guest. And don't forget to visit us Tuesday at 8 p.m. right here on Broadcast Team Alpha. We're having a um, how to harness your energy for optimal well-being with a Tai Chi master. So come join us Tuesday. Come back next Friday at 730. Much love, everybody. Thanks, Mac. Yes. What which question is it? Oh, okay. All right. Can we have next show on natural remedies for health issues? I would love that. Absolutely. I'm gonna do that for you. It might not be the next one, it might be the one after, but I am totally gonna do that and I know exactly who I'm gonna ask for it. Thank you for asking that. Aw, thanks, Lynn. Thanks, everybody. Much love. I'll see you Tuesday. I'll see you next Friday.